It's time now for the complete story with Evan Fowler, a public news and information feature of BOT Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Evan Fowler with today's complete story. Good afternoon and welcome to this uh, special edition of the complete story for our Kansas listeners. And again, this is for Kansas residents, Kansas voters. And it's also being heard in the Kansas City area, so it'll spill over across the state line. Uh, Across from me uh, here in the studio is Andrew Yates, who is our manager of public affairs. And, uh, Andrew, uh, welcome. We don't get together and work like this all that often. This is a pleasure and a thrill. That's right. Well, we have a really important topic to discuss today, and, and one of the reasons I wanted you to be on the broadcast is because you've been doing a lot of work keeping our Kansas listeners informed about the Value Them Both Amendment. Uh, we're going to bring uh, Susan Humphreys, who is the Kansas State Representative for the 99th District, on here in just a moment. But uh, tell me a little bit about what you've learned about this, and then we'll have uh, a real expert talk about it. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, Senate bill was uh, 1613, um, and then now it is in the House, HCR uh, 5019. And it's a very small bill uh, that's only nine sentences long. Uh, It's going to allow the turnover of the six-to-one decision that the Supreme Court released last April that found abortion in the Kansas Constitution. And that was a Kansas uh, Supreme Court. Yes, Kansas Supreme Court, yes. And we're going to learn one of the things we want to do today for our great Kansas listeners is uh, we're going to bring Susan on here in a moment to help us understand exactly what this means, because there actually has been some confusion, believe it or not, about what it would do. There are folks who are trying to say that this is a ban on all abortions in Kansas to mischaracterize what it actually does. Well, to go back to that Kansas Supreme Court decision, essentially they they pulled a rabbit out of a hat, if you can even call it that, by using the word liberty found in the Kansas Constitution from 18-something. I can't remember which year particular. yeah. And because of that, they claim that there is a right to abortion in the state of Kansas. It's absurd, especially when you consider that the word right before that is anyone? Life. Life. Yeah. So it's silly. I don't know where the Supreme Court justices went to law school, but apparently they they missed they missed the ob, the course on uh, things that are obvious. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move on here. Susan Humphreys is the representative for Kansas's 99th district, and she's on the line. Susan, uh, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. Great to be with you all. I appreciate you having me on. Well, Andrew set it up just a little bit, but as I said, you're kind of the expert because you're you're actually there. You're in the house, and my understanding is that you are going to carry this bill, the Value Them Both Amendment. Tell us about Mm -hmm. it and tell tell us what carrying the bill means, first of all. Okay. Okay. Uh, So it has already passed through the Senate last Wednesday night, the Senate. So as I'm sure your listeners know, we have the Senate, we have the House, so that the Senate passed it. So now on the House side, we will be debating this bill tomorrow. It's, it's actually a resolution. We'll be debating that on the floor of the House tomorrow. And carrying it simply means there's one person who goes up and introduces it and asks the body to uh, pass this resolution. And then at that point, we begin a debate. And uh, I'm 
sort of the point person because some anyone can come up on either side and ask the carrier of the resolution questions, but other people in the body, other members of the body, can also just come up and speak to the resolution. They can make amendments to the resolution. So we're anticipating that the debate will last, I'm thinking, four or five hours tomorrow. Um, and I'll just be standing up at the front uh, ready to answer questions. But I'll begin the debate and I'll end the debate and then only as necessary uh, either ask questions or answer questions. Well, Susan, as Andrew and I were discussing here at the uh, beginning of the broadcast, we talked about this Kansas Supreme Court decision. Uh, dig into that a little mm-hmm. bit. What happened there? When did it happen? Okay, so a little bit of history. Um, in 2015, the legislature, Kansas legislature, passed a bill that um, that had to do with dismemberment abortion, that it would be prohibited in the state of Kansas, and it's particularly late-term abortions, usually, and that was passed. But then it was challenged by um, a group of uh, that run an abortion clinic, doctors, uh, in, 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 as soon as it was passed, it was challenged. And so it was kind of put on hold. And it made its way through the state courts, and it took a long time. Eventually, in April of 2019, the Kansas Supreme Court found that uh, dismemberment abortion was, well, what they found, they found two things. They found that there is a right to an abortion in the Kansas Constitution. We suspected they might say that, but it's still shocking to think that the framers, we know they didn't think that in 1861, but anyway, um, so... They found that there's a right to abortion in the Kansas Constitution, and they also sent that dismemberment abortion um, bill, the constitutionality of it, back to the lower courts and said that it is now a fundamental right. It's a fundamental right to have an abortion. And so, therefore, any um, decisions that the court has to make about abortion regulations, they now must be looked at from a much higher, they have to pass a higher hurdle. So before it was undue burden, they looked at, okay, does this burden a woman? Does it encroach on a woman's rights? You know, it's kind of a balancing act. But when they sent it back as a quote-unquote fundamental right, it jumped up to strict scrutiny. And I don't know how much you want to get in the weeds about legal terminology. Well, I think what, but it, what it really means is, yeah, yeah, it, go ahead. It, you, well, go ahead. It, mm-hmm. I think it boils down to, to saying if you, if you have, because what the most important thing here uh, with respect to this, as I understand, is that if this is not negated, if the Kansas Supreme Court's decision is not essentially blocked uh, by the value them both amendment, and we're going to be talking about the, the process a little bit more for how that's going to happen, uh, a lot of mm-hmm. restrictions on abortion that have been uh, tired, just worked on over the years by a number of folks, Kansans for Life and others, that protect women and protect babies, potentially, those things could all be sort of washed away. And this this whole strict scrutiny thing means that you have to have a much higher level of, well, scrutiny, if you will, for them to be uh-huh. upheld. So l- let's talk about a couple of the exactly. restrictions that, that we're talking about okay. here. I just wonder if I could go back to one thing 
about how the Supreme Court, I think it's good to lay a foundation just really quickly about how the Supreme Court found that right to abortion, because of course it says there's rights among which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh And those words, among which, they said, those are the words that include bodily autonomy, and therefore you may end your pregnancy. So, I mean, they just twisted, like you said, life is the next thing, but it's those words, among which, that they really hung their hat on to show that there's a right. And so I, I just think it's good for listeners to understand how they came to that, we would say, erroneous decision. They're the Supreme Court. And well, so it's, I, it is an erroneous know, they, decision. Yeah. Uh, without hesitation, I'll tell you, that's, a, that's an erroneous decision. Well, their decision was filtered through their pro-abortion perspective, and they are not originalists, obviously. They are, uh, you know, mm-hmm. they, they just aren't, and they really shouldn't be serving. But that's a, that's a story for another day. But talk about parental notification, because that is one of the restrictions okay. that could be yep. swept away if we don't prevail with this value than both amendment. Yes, absolutely. So, as you said, any of our regulations now are just on very uh, shaky footing, because all of them now would be... Uh, have to be looked at with this higher standard. And so parental notification is just if if it's a minor, they must um, have their print they must have parental consent to get an abortion. There is a, a, a there's a opportunity for a judge also to give consent. But the thing that's so troubling about it is if there's no parental consent and also twenty four hour waiting period, if there's no twenty four hour waiting period a school counselor can just bring in a student and they get an abortion that day if there's no waiting period, if there's no parental consent. I mean, it's also frightening. It's so concerning, to, and I'm worried about the 14-year-old who might be trafficked who's pregnant. I mean, we, we know there are girls who get multiple abortions before they turn 18 because they're being trafficked. Their traffickers can bring them in, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a concerning issue. I don't think anybody wants abortions without regulations, but yet that's exactly where we stand right now in Kansas. That's right. Well, okay, the value them both amendment, uh, again, just to Mm -hmm. go back a little bit for anyone who may have just joined us, uh, it was passed by the Kansas Senate. It's going to be debated tomorrow, Thursday, uh, in the House. Is there a possibility that it will actually be voted on tomorrow? There's a slight possibility. Uh, the way our procedure works is we debate one day, and the next legislative day we have final action. What the Senate chose to do was they debated the same day. They passed a motion to go into emergency final action. They voted on it that same evening. There's a chance we would do that, but from what I understand, uh, the plan at the moment is to debate it tomorrow pass it out for final action. That just takes a majority. And then on Friday will be the actual vote where we need two-thirds of the House, which is 83 votes. Okay. I'd like you to, you've got the text of the value them both amendment handy there, don't you? I'd like you to read that. And you know what? This is what would be changed. And so if we vote yes, we will put this on the ballot for Kansans to vote. And this is what would change in our Constitution. It's Section 22, Regulation of Abortion. Because Kansans value both women and children, the Constitution of the state of Kansas does not require government funding of abortion. 
and does not create or secure a right to abortion. To the extent permitted by the Constitution of the United States, the people, through their elected representatives and state senators, may pass laws regarding abortion, including but not limited to in circumstances of pregnancy resulting from rape or incest or when necessary to save the life of the mother. It's not a ban on abortion. It essentially, as I've, I've heard it explained, it sort of takes us back to where we were before the Kansas Supreme Court made this decision. Is that right? Exactly. Susan, in this um, uh, debate that's coming up tomorrow, uh, there's going to be a lot of amendments put forth, much like they did in the Senate. Uh, do you see those as, A, poison pills, and, B, what are the odds of one of those poison pills finding its way into the final bill? So, yes, absolutely a poison pill. I should add, the Senate did amend um, they, they changed one word from primary election to special election, which we're all fine with. That makes it so that independents can vote in that August election. So no issues there. They did have a small amendment on the floor, which we will also, that will be in the bill that we're debating tomorrow already. Because we're actually, what we'll be debating is the bill that they sent over to us, that resolution. And it's already got that amendment in it. Now, any other amendment, the ones that we saw uh, that, that they tried last Wednesday night on the floor of the Senate, they are absolutely poison pills. They're, they are ways to make it, uh, you know, either people cannot vote for it or they give exceptions and they just take away protections from vulnerable minors or, uh, you know, other, they, they want to lop off some of the language so we consider this language to be what we need to have only, and uh, the complete language. And, and so we will um, call them unfriendly amendments as we're debating, and we probably will not have a problem voting those down because that does not take the two-thirds. That only takes a majority of the House. and. We feel very confident that we have that. What do you think about the uh, picking off a few of the 41 Democrats in the House? Well, I know there are Democrats in the House who have voted for pro-life bills before. I know there's some devout religious Democrats, and I think this is a really hard um, issue for them because they are really stuck between a rock and a hard place because they're getting pressure from the people way to the left of them to vote against this, yet they themselves know that uh, we're talking about the unborn here and the protection of mothers. And so I think it's, I think they're really stuck. And so we're really praying that they decide to do the right thing. And I think it's a possibility. We know some of them have voted uh, with us before, uh, but... I'm not sure. They're, they're getting a lot of pressure. So I, I, I would really ask your listeners to pray for them because they're in a hard place. Would one of the amendments be to change the election date from August to uh, the election in November? We're anticipating that that would be one of the amendments. It didn't pass, obviously, on the Senate side. We also had that amendment brought to us in committee, the Federal and State Affairs Committee. It didn't pass in the committee. So we, we would like to stick with August for a multitude of reasons, <clears throat> one of them being the sooner we get this passed, the sooner we save babies. We've heard the number 15 uh, babies a day 
and um, which you know really adds up when you're talking from August and you know November, August and November. Another reason is the August election is our Kansas election. You know that's our time. Those are our issues. We don't want this to get bogged down in the national debate. We the resolutions come at the very end of the ballot, and and it's going to be long in November, so we don't want it to get bogged down. And then, um, just speaking very frankly, it has a good chance of passing in August. And uh, we've had people say, oh, August, not as many people vote. Why are you limiting it? We absolutely are not limiting it. Everyone has the opportunity to vote in August, and they should. Kansans feel passionately about this issue. They should vote on it. So please, everyone, vote in August. We're not keeping anyone from voting. We should have a great turnout in August. So an- another thing that's important to note here is that, you know, we've been talking about the process, Susan, for this uh, resolution, and it's passed the Senate. It's going to be de- debated in the House tomorrow, but possibly voted tomorrow, mm-hmm. but probably uh, perhaps on Friday or with at least within a few days of uh, after the debate. But here's the thing that people really have to understand is that because it is a state constitutional amendment, the people then have an opportunity to vote on it. And that's what we're talking about with respect to the the uh, August election versus the November election. So once your state, le- our le- yeah. state legislature here in Kansas passes it, and it has to be, as we've mentioned, by a two-thirds majority in both the Senate, which it did, and in the House, which it we hope it will, and 84 votes is the minimum number that, that are needed to pass it, it then goes on the ballot. And that's uh, mm-hmm. once Evan, again. Evan, thank you for bringing that up. Well, sure. Yeah, you know this this legislative stuff. Uh, you know, I've been involved in it for a number of years, and it makes my eyes cross and my hair hurt sometimes when I hear about <laughs> the processes that you know. So we in it, it uh, you start rolling your eyes and and uh, and falling asleep because it's sometimes is a very long and complex <laughs> process. So I just wanted to clarify that 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 our listeners there are a couple of things that our listeners can do. Uh, one right now is. And we don't tell people uh, what to tell their legislators. That's not our Mm -hmm. role. We bring the information like we're doing right now, and we say, all right, uh, you have a position. Each listener understands where the Lord wants them to be on uh, this issue. Then they have an Mm -hmm. opportunity to contact their state legislator, in this case their state representative, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, what you you can actually do. You don't have to listen to any more of this broadcast. You can go get on the telephone or on your computer right now. And just remember, value them both. That's the name of this resolution, and it's the name of the amendment that we hope will go on the ballot. But it won't go on the ballot unless mm-hmm. at least two-thirds of the House, the Kansas House, votes in favor of it within these next few days. So right now is a very important time. Mm-hmm. So what I'm gonna, I'm going to ask you a little bit about the whole process of communicating with your legislator, but before that, what's the easiest mm-hmm. way? Let's say, okay, I have no clue who my state representative is uh, how do I find that out without, you know, having to get the yellow pages out or something like that? What's that? <laughs> so, Evan, what I do is I get on the Kansas legislature website. If people Google KSLEG, then they're on the Kansas legislature website. And on the left-hand column, there's a little tab that says Find My Legislator ah. by their address. And they can just click on that 
I'm sure there's other, many other websites and different ways to find it. I usually just go to the Kansas legislature website and go down to find my legislator, put in your address, and your senator and your state representative will come up. And there is a link there where you can email them, especially the House member, because, you know, that's what we have coming up tomorrow. And I think it's good if you mention you're a constituent and even if you mention your address, because sometimes I get emails from people that say, I'm your constituent, and then I look at the address, and, well, they actually live in Emporia. So they're I know lying they're not to my you. Constituent. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but, you know. And so, um, so, and then just super simple is fine, and it's better if you just use your own language. Like, I want to be able to keep regulations. I want to keep women and children safe, so please vote yes. You know, if that's what they want to say. Again, I know you. we can't say, but whatever, I think a personal message, short personal message is the most effective. Yeah. All right. And, and Andrew, you know, I've heard you uh, mention that website uh, many, many times because I keep hearing your great announcements on the air. Do you rem- have you memorized it? Yes. What kslegislature.org. Okay. Kslegislature.org. It's not .gov? No. It's, oh, that's interesting. So kslegislature.org. .org. And the find my legislator, that doesn't mean that they're out, you know, lost somewhere. <laughs> it means find out who they are. That's right. So you oh, can, we are lost sometimes. <laughs> so you can contact them and express your views on this. And, you know, the other thing, I, uh, Susan, you correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I think it might be a good idea if folks have a little bit of extra time to call the office and maybe even ask to talk with their legislator, their their representative. I know that you all are really busy, uh, but, mm-hmm. but it, you know, what's really cool is when you have an opportunity to talk with them, get to know them. Uh, my wife makes uh, regular trips. We live on the Missouri side uh, to Jefferson City, and she knows mm-hmm. our state senator and state representative personally because she goes down there and, and talks with them about issues that, that she's concerned mm-hmm. about, the life issue being the one of the primary ones. But you know, a lot of people don't have time to do that, to drive to Topeka and, and that sort of thing. But a phone call can mm-hmm. do it. You can talk to the legislative aide in the office. And, we, you know, we always, mm-hmm. always want uh, want folks to be polite and kind and gracious, uh, you know, regardless of what the issue is. And, and most mm-hmm. importantly, to before they pick up the phone and call, understand what it is they're, they're talking about. And this is pretty simple. It's the value them both amendment. Again, it's going to be Mm -hmm. debated tomorrow, Thursday, in the Kansas House. And if you go to kslegislature.org, thank you, Andrew, for getting me straight there, Uh, and find out who your legislator is, pick up the phone and call them or send them an email, let them know what you think about this issue. Uh, And Mm -hmm. Susan, you mentioned, you you talked about, uh, you know, sending a note or using your own words. Why is that important? Well, we get a lot of uh, cut-and-paste emails that say the exact same thing. So we know the people are just following instructions on that they got from an email, and, and that's okay. I take note of those when they're my constituents. But if it's a personal note, I know they're really watching and they're really paying attention. I think it's interesting that you've uh, informed all of our audience to, to include your address so they, they know you're a constituent. Yeah. Um, what mm-hmm. time will the debate begin in the House tomorrow? 
We will begin at 9 o'clock. There are three things that are in Kansas we call it that are above the line, so three things that we'll be debating. The other two I think we'll dispose of quickly. So it will be sometime, um, you know, between 9 and 10 when we actually get this debate going. And I, I do want to say one thing about calling. Interestingly, the Kansas legislature is not in session today because we have the speaker and the president of the Senate gave the legislature the day off because to go to the parade for the chiefs. Yay. And so go chiefs. there aren't any office assistants in exactly. There aren't any office assistants in the office today, but you can still leave messages. So you won't actually nobody will probably pick up on the phone. But um, but you can leave messages and then you can call all day tomorrow because the vote will actually we believe be on Friday. Susan, will the uh, uh, debate be streamed on the internet? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so that's another. Um, you can find that I think on that same page uh, if you if you yes, poke around you a bit. Yes, you can. You may have to look around. I'm sorry, I don't have that off the top it, of my no, head. No, it and should it's be also streamed it, on YouTube. I think. Yes, it's on the front page of kslegislature.org. You can click on a link or click on a tab, and it takes you to the stream. See, Andrew, okay, Andrew's been mm-hmm. been there quite a few times, so we, we appreciate that. <laughs> Good. Uh, uh, so uh, once again, it's it's the the vote is tomorrow, and, and as you said, thank you for that information <clears throat> about the uh, the fact that the office mm-hmm. is closed today to celebrate the Chiefs win. So you might want to <laughs> folks put on your to do list for tomorrow. Go ahead and call today, leave a message, but then okay. maybe call again mm-hmm. tomorrow in the morning, sometime yeah. preferably. And just, again, express mm-hmm. your views about the value of them, both amendments. We have about 30 seconds left. Susan, any final thoughts you want to leave with our listeners? Yes, I would love, I'd love to just say I want people to understand this is not a ban on abortion. This is uh, just taking it back to where we were in early April of 2019. We want to keep the regulations in place, licensing, uh, informed consent, uh, you know, 24-hour waiting period, parental consent, those things protect women. And we won't, and I don't, I think the thought of unregulated abortion is repugnant to people. We need to keep the regulations. So we're not voting on that, actually. What we're voting on is putting it on the ballot so the people of Kansas can decide what they want to do. Very good. Very good final word. And one other thing, too, folks, if you want to share this broadcast with your friends and get them informed, you can go to our website, votradionetwork.com, click on the Broadcasts tab, and search for the word Complete Story. And then it will pop up, and you'll be able to email it to your friends, post it on Facebook, whatever, to help them understand. Susan Humphreys, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And thank you as well, Andrew Yates. Appreciate having you here. For Bot Radio Network, this is Evan Fowler. Thanks for listening. <laughs>